to go, man. <laughs> yeah. All right, everybody. Current FM family, real life with Duke White. We are here with Matthew West, uh, who is just uh, man. So here's the thing, and I was I was struggling with this without when I was talking to David Crowder. Uh, I was like, man, you've been doing this for years, and as soon as it came out of my mouth, I was like, you just said that guy. Is old. You said he's been doing it for years. I was like, not, you know, and so I had to go back and be like, well, what I'm saying is if you, you've accomplished a lot. Yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. You know, so you, you, dude, music has literally been your life. Like, yeah, it, it has. Yeah. And it's, you know, I don't, I don't take offense, man. If, if somebody thinks uh, I've been doing this for a long time, uh, you know, I like the idea. To me, what it means is like when I first started, I didn't know how long of a career I was going to have. And, you know, you always hope that you're not like a one hit wonder, but I just try to stay faithful to what God has called me to do. And so the fact that I'm still getting a chance to do an interview with someone like you today after all these years, man, like I I, kind of like being known as the the old guy now in a way, like because it means that I'll suck around. Well, see, that's actually what I meant, man. That's actually what I meant with David. Like, but you, dude, seriously, you have wrote so many songs that have gotten people out of like some dark places. You know, uh, I, I tell people all the time, there's worse places than prison. There's a lot of free people in prison, and then you wow. have a lot of people in prison out here. Uh, and you have written music that has pierced the hearts of millions and millions of people. Uh, I gotta know, man, like. Where does that come from? Is it that this, this intimate place inside yourself? Where, I mean, where does that come from? Yeah. Well, I think what you said is really, uh, really one of the driving forces of why I do what I do is that there's a whole lot of free people, um, you know, that are still in prison, you know, that are still, uh, you know, uh, being trapped by the enemy, believing a false identity about who they are or how their past is going to define their future. And, um, you know, I like to think of the songs that I write, you know, as like one little like three minute lifeline at a time, you know, not just a, not just words of music, but like somebody out there who feels like they're barely keeping their head above water um, and they're running out of steam and running out of hope that maybe they hear a song in that moment and they can have something to hold on to. And, you know, and that and whatever and the song that they hold on to, it's not just a song. It's it's the message of the gospel is truth from scripture uh, that I pour over before writing these lyrics, you know? And so that's, that's my, you know, you've heard people say, what's your why? Well, that's my why, you know what I mean? Like I, I write songs in the hopes that anybody out yeah. there who's, who doesn't know Jesus will, will come to know that there is one source of, of all hope. And that hope can be an anchor for your soul when the storms of life hit. Now, I do have to ask you this, you know, I don't know how many times you've been asked this, but how did you, how did you get through uh, COVID doing the, the shutdown? Because, I mean, artists, uh, we'd already been hit with, for as, as for musicians, you've already kind of been hit by the fact that CDs are not the thing anymore, right? And then it goes from that to, okay, well, we'll tour, we'll increase in touring. And then it goes from touring to... You know, you're, you're, now we're shut down completely. So how did yeah. you keep your faith Who, who as an artist who depends on 
being public and being out there? How did you keep your faith strong and, and stay positive? Or did you secretly go crazy? And <laughs> Yeah, I did. I mean, I, I had days where I felt like I was going to go crazy. I mean, I definitely had days where I was uh, really depressed um, and just really discouraged. I, I had plenty of days where I was just wound up tight with, with anxiety, you know, to be honest with you. I'm thankful for my wife. She really uh, was a steady uh, presence in my life uh, when all of those concerts got canceled. And because a lot of what happened during that time for me was I, I couldn't focus as much on ministry. And instead, I felt like I was having to focus more on um, the business side. Like, how do I keep all my employees afloat? How do I take care of my team? How do I provide for my family? All that kind of stuff. And, you know, and so it, it was definitely a, a a tense season, but it was one that tested my faith. And I feel like brought me back to, you know, where, who do I trust in and, and where, you know, what, what is my firm foundation? And, uh, you know, and honestly, that's why I wrote so many songs because I just kept going back. <laughs> yeah. I kept going back to the well, you just keep going back to the well and, and songs kept coming out of that, you know, and uh, that's, that's where the whole, my story, your glory. That's why there's 22 songs on my record because, I had plenty of time on my hands and I was working through a lot, you know, uh, it feels like every song is in its own way, a chapter that represents what I, something I experienced during the pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. And you, you do write from a very intimate place. So that, did that give you, that gave you a lot of time to just really be more intimate. You yeah. Know what I mean? uh, just, yeah. Yeah. Ahead. Just, I mean, being, you know, I think, I think all of us in our own way were affected you know, we're, I think I feel like we're all different, you know, from that experience, like collectively and individually. But, yeah, it definitely gave me more time to reflect um, when, you know, usually I'm, I'm like today I'm sitting on a tour bus and tomorrow I'll be in another city. And the day after that, I'll be in another city. And obviously I'm coming to sing for your listeners soon. But th that period of time, the tour bus was parked and the instruments were put away and. You know, it was a it was a time where you were forced to, you know, Psalm forty six ten says, "Be still and know that I am God." And and I don't know that um, that's I've not been, an easy thing to do, really. Yeah, <laughs> and, well, sometimes you have to be forced. Sometimes yeah. you have to be forced to be still to really understand what that's all about. And that was definitely a season where I was forced to be still, but I came out stronger for it. I came out more dependent on Jesus and. And, and more understanding that I'm not in control, but he is, you know? Yeah. Now I wanted to ask you about that because not even just with the, the COVID situation, right. But it's also about like, you know, just as an artist and that I need to stay relevant. I need to stay relevant. You know, like how to, like, cause you've always been the leader, like <laughs> you're the lead dude. You're, you're like, like Jordan and Larry Bird, that's who you are in the Christian music realm. You know what I mean? You're like, yeah. <laughs> <you're, laughs> but but my my point is is that you know through all of these, did you ever put pressure on yourself, or did you just say, hey, I'm going to do what I feel like is blessing the Lord? Uh, and because I know there's there's technology changes in music, there's uh, rhythmic changes. How did you say? I mean, or did it distract you at all? Or how did you how did you keep yourself from chasing all of those uh, new nuances? Yeah, I mean, I think I put pressure on myself every day. Um, 
you know, and that's something I really struggle with. I think, you know, you always want to be your best and you want to do the best job you can. You know, I, I sing about it in uh, uh, one of my songs is, you know, uh, no regrets in the end. I want to know I got no what ifs, you know, and it's like it's that idea of whether it's music or, you know, my relationship with my family, um, just legacy in general. Like you want to get to the end. It's like when I was in high school, we, I played football and my coach would always say, like, leave it all on the field. You want to you want to you want to get to the end of that fourth quarter and and not have anything left in the tank. You want to know that you left it all on the field. Yeah. And so I, I, I think about that in terms of how I live my life. And I want to leave it all on the field. I want to keep getting better. But sometimes there is like an unnecessary pressure that you put on yourself as if it's up to you. You know, when at the end of the day, all of our best efforts, all we can do is bring our best and lay it at God's feet and say, all right, Lord, I'm, I am feel like I'm doing what you've called me to do. I'm going to leave the results up to you. And that's been my big struggle. It's like, you know, sometimes I'll put something into the world. I'll release a book that I wrote or an album or whatever. And then this wave of like discouragement can come over me thinking, well, maybe I, maybe I, you know, if it doesn't. Do, if it doesn't do well enough, maybe I didn't do a good enough job or whatever. Yeah. And that's, yeah, and that's all the enemy just trying to make you feel like a failure. You know, I saw you flash up on your screen minutes ago, yeah. the, those name tags. And, you know, I think a lot of times the pressure that I, when I feel pressure on myself is because I'm running from failure. I'm running, trying to make sure that I've succeeded in God's eyes and in the world's eyes. And man, just sometimes the hardest thing to do is just to rest in the knowledge that, you know, God loves me no matter what. And he's, and he's proud of me. And there's a line in a song I wrote with my friends, Kane. Uh, and it says on my best day, I'm a child of God. And on my worst day, I'm a child of God. And, and that's the idea is like, if, what if we rested in that? Just knowing that like, man, some days I'm going to hit a home run. Some days I'm going to strike out. But you know guess what? what? I, I got to, love me either way. Yeah. I got to interview Taylor. Uh, from Kane, and uh, you know, it, it, it was it's a very interesting conversation because, you know, it it was it was one of the things that she brought up was, of course, that unknown, right? The unknown uh, about you know how you uh, the, how long of an opportunity you have to do this, right? And uh, you know, and, and and she was talking about how when they got this opportunity, you know, they they're like, we're gonna we're gonna really enjoy ourselves, and I think sometimes that when we forget that part of God that he wants us to enjoy our lives. So we'll, again, the enemy tries to turn us into a workhorse for God instead of a child of God. You know what I mean? Yeah, and then, and then we, you know, it's like, it's like, uh, and, and I think, I think about the, the prodigal son, right? One of the most fascinating things about the prodigal son is the fact that it said when he came to himself, he, he when he came to himself when he really thought about who he he was he was able to say i'm i'm my dad's kid my my dad's a good father you yeah. know what I mean? he's he's gonna you know what i mean and 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 i'm like man the, those voices uh the enemy yeah, they, they'll speak to you and sometimes you have to realize wait a minute you gotta take a step back how hard is it for you to step back and realize that if you didn't do anything else that God is pleased yeah. with you. Man, I love that, Pastor. Like, 
what you just said, it, I mean, that'll, that'll preach in a big way. Just, I think in my life too, I think it is difficult to, um, you know, to rest in my identity as a child of God. I think that's why I write so many songs about it. You know, the songs that I write are reminders, not just for your listeners, but for me too. You know, I, I think I've learned more and more recently, just how many times these songs I write, they're for the singer too. They're for me. You know, I need to learn them. I need to remember that message. And, you know, even just hearing you talk today, it's just a great reminder for me and hopefully anybody listening that, um, you know, the greatest title that we'll ever hold is is to be known as a child of God. And, and yeah. scripture tells us that. And we can read about that and we can listen to songs about that. But the enemy doesn't want us to believe that. He wants us to believe that we're not enough, that we don't measure up. Um, but I love that image of that prodigal coming home. You know, the, the father didn't meet him with a long list of things he needed to do to get back into the family or into the good graces or to make himself worthy, man. He met him with open arms while he was still a long way off. Yeah. And, and, you know, so I, I love, there's so much grace in that. And there's so much grace in, in the story of the gospel. And, and sometimes we just don't think that grace belongs to us. And, and we, we go become the, yeah. the workhorse and uh, try to earn our way, man. And yeah. I'm learning more. Do you want to know something's going to blow your mind away, man? I don't know if you, like, like, Check this out. This is this is this is mind blowing, bro. I I I am just I'm just now dealing with this. So I'm reading the scripture, right? And, you know, Eve bites the fruit, uh, and then hands it to Adam, and he bites the fruit. Then they hid from God, right? Then they covered themselves, and they they heard him walking in the cool of the day. What's so interesting is that when they walk up to the Father, he doesn't say, "Why are you covered?" He doesn't say, he doesn't, he doesn't even acknowledge, they had to tell him. He was like, where have you been? Which means he cares more about this relationship than what we have done. Wow. And he's like, where have yeah. you been? You weren't with me. We we're supposed to be here. Where have you been? He doesn't say, why are you covered? Then when they said, we heard you coming, we saw that we were, he doesn't even acknowledge. He didn't even care that they were, he just wanted them. Yeah. <laughs> And I'm like, I never saw it that way before. That's beautiful. That's awesome. I love that idea of like, and the fact that like God even wanted to take a walk with his favorite creation in the cool of the day. Oh. Like, man. And I love that like, even, you know, when God asks a question, it's not because he doesn't <laughs> already know the answer too, you know, like it's, but he wanted, he wanted them, you know, there was confession, there was power in, in their confession. And, and that's, you know, that's the first step towards, turning your life in a new direction obviously is you know what is it what is, what do we need to do to be saved right you know yeah. confess of our sins and then accept the gift of free gift of god's grace uh we set our feet on a new path and begin a relationship with Christ. And you know what i saw in, what else i saw in that i saw with all of their movement with all of them hiding and this and that they assumed because of what they had done and how they saw each other that now God sees them the way they see themselves. And I think sometimes when we fail and we mess up, we think that God sees us as a failure as well. Yeah. Well, how could, I mean, it's, it's so counterintuitive to not think that way in, in the sense of like, we're dealing with perfection here. Like we have a perfect God whose love is perfect. 
and we are well aware of the fact that we're anything but and so it you know it's it's such a low-hanging fruit uh <laughs> for for satan to to get us to to bite that apple of realizing right. like it's the knowledge of our imperfection that can make it really hard for us to believe a perfect God could love us. And, you know, that's, that's how perfect his love is. is, is now that- I know you said you have a hard time saying you got to go, listen, this is what I do, bro. I told you, I love, I love encouraging you guys to talk about it. So if you got to go, just let me know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I got, I got another interview, but uh, I'm, I'm good until <laughs> you got to, I don't want to cut your questions off. No, <laughs> They're not going to stop. <laughs> no, but listen, man, I, I got to tell you this, man. I, I, first of all, I do want to thank you for all the, <laughs> for all the years. <laughs> I'm not saying it like that. Okay? I'm saying it like, thank you for, for all the years of consistency, focus, sacrifice, you know, I dedication. It. I love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Dude, you, I mean, I'm talking about around the world. Do you have a place? Is there a place you haven't been yet? Well, gosh, you know, I haven't done a lot of touring. Um, I haven't done a lot of touring overseas, mostly in the uh, U.S., right? So it's um, that's, that's one thing that I really wish I would have done earlier in my career. And it's kind of harder to do the further on you go because it's something you have to really invest in early. But like international touring has never really been something I've gotten the chance to do. It's mostly been in the U.S. Gotcha. Now, is there is there a collaboration? Because you've worked with so many people. Is there a dream collaboration you would want to do? Shoot, man. I've been able to collaborate with. He's like, I. I'm so many of my favorites already. It's like I don't know that I have a, I don't know that I have a list of like new bucket list uh, people that I'd want. No, we're not talking bucket list, brother. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think. Like that's a good question. I need to think about that and come back to you on that one. Yeah, gotcha. yeah. Because I'm like, man. Let's be honest. This is Matthew S. Everybody. This is the guy that can say, hey. Get so and so on the phone. Get the no, president no, on the no. phone. No, Get no. the president on the phone. I want to do a collaboration with the president. <laughs> <laughs> not at all. Not at all. But I, but I enjoy. Uh, I, you know, I get to write a lot with other artists too. You know, so that to me is collaboration. Whether or not we sing a duet, you know, so that I kind of love that part of it. So I'd love yeah. to write songs with different art. You know. I've never written a song with Toby Mac, you know, like guys like that, like that'd be cool to write together, you know? Yeah. Now do you, is, is uh, just, is the Christian music realm competitive do, or, or, or is it more like, Oh man, I wish I was doing what they were doing. How, how do you do the deal with that? Yeah. I mean, I think it's competitive on some level. Like I think there's, you know, I think everybody's rooting for everybody because we all have a common cause and we chose Christian music over more lucrative paths like we we're we're in this to for ministry you know but at the same time like anywhere there's a chart or an award show you know there's gonna be like some healthy competition i'm sure and any artist who says there isn't probably is uh lying to you (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah but it really is like like at at the base at the core we're rooting for each other you know what i mean uh, and I think that's really cool. Yeah. I, I, I want to be a champion of other artists. That's what, that's a big, important thing for me. It's like, 
never like that's why like whenever my friends put out a new song or a new record i want my fans to know about it you know what i mean oh dude that that's uh, uh that's amazing because i know that uh you know when you're trying to make sure cause like never before you're fighting for people's attention to, to buy i mean guys listen everybody this is the industry he's making music but we need people to hear it <laughs> and so i think it's amazing that you 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 do that because with if fear gets involved then it's like oh I'm, you know i can't i can't have anyone else listen to this don't even bring up david crowder on the show you're interviewing me bro <laughs> you know what i mean like you can get like that but let me ask you this I want to, because I know you got to go, uh, and you got my information, right? You got my information, how to contact me. So yeah. just, if you ever want to do an interview, just pop up on, man, you're more than welcome anytime, you know, because you're, you're actually the boss, you're, you know, Matthew West and all, you know, but, <laughs> but I, I got to ask you this, you know, when fear strikes, what does Matthew West do when fear strikes? Is it that you write? What do you, what do you do? Well, you want my honest answer? Yep, the honest answer. <laughs> He's like, I'm out. <laughs> no, we we've had a little glitch. I guess yeah, I got a phone call for his next interview. Uh let me see here. I'm pretty sure that's exactly what happened. Sorry about that. We didn't get a, a chance to probably say goodbye because uh, Matthew has another interview that he had to go to. And so I do apologize for that. He was trying to end it, but I'm Duke. You know what I mean? He was trying to, he was like, oh, come on, man. Uh, but this will be, this episode will be televised. Oh, there he's back. He's back. They were calling the other interview, right? Yeah. It, well, my <laughs> wife was calling me. <laughs> Sorry about that. Like, you're good, you're good. Um, when the fear strikes, when fear strikes. Yeah, I mean, I think my honest answer is a lot of times when fear strikes, my first instinct is kind of like the disciples in the boat when the storm came and Jesus was asleep. The disciples, their first instinct was actually they freaked out. The Bible <laughs> says that they were convinced they were going to drown. But then they came to their senses and realized we're in the boat with the one who commands the waves. So they went to Jesus. And uh, so one of the things I felt like the Lord showed me there is the steps of those disciples are often my steps in that my first instinct is to freak out. But then I want to be like the disciples and have my second instinct be to seek out. <laughs> so there I might freak go. out, but then I want to seek out the one who commands the waves and can calm the fear inside of me. And, you know, I'm human. So a lot of times fear will make me freak out. Um, and, and that's a human response. And yet when I begin to lift my eyes on Jesus and realize that he's the one who's in control, um, I love the grace in that. I love the grace in, in the actions of the disciples. And I want to be the one who seeks out the one who's in control and let him calm the storm inside. Do you, do you, do you sometimes feel like, oh man, I'm Matthew West. I, I'm not supposed to be, you know, I'm supposed to handle fear like this. I'm supposed to be the Bible guy. Uh, because it's so easy. I know even as pastor, I'm like, I'm a pastor. I shouldn't be handling stuff like that. Do you, do you go through that? Oh yeah. I mean, I beat myself up, uh, all the time. You know, I, a lot of times I think if I was a, if I was a boxer, 
you know, sometimes I think there wouldn't even need to be another fighter in the ring because I just do a number on myself, you know. Um, but, man, I think that's the that's the beauty of God's grace and, and just kind of realizing that, like, man, and, and hopefully anybody out there who listens to my music, they hear it in my songs, you know. They could tell I'm I'm, I'm working out my salvation. I'm wrestling. I'm, I don't write from a perspective of, hey, guys, I got this figured out. I write from a perspective of, like, Hey guys, let's figure this out together. And uh, well, I don't exactly have all the answers. But yeah, that's but exactly what we feel throughout the years. And and I, I so appreciate you for that. Thank uh, you. For 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 being that open uh, in your music and, and sharing that because that's how a lot of us get through. And I got to tell you, man, uh, you reach. I mean, you do you realize how important you are? Like you helped bring racial reconciliation to the body of Christ with your music, like blacks and whites were able to come together where, where maybe we couldn't, maybe we didn't know enough about each other's culture, but through your music, we were able to be, use you as a centerpiece. Like, did you like Ma Matthew West? Yeah. And we were able to, to join. And I've seen, you know, racial reconciliation and healing and people being able to pass your music when they didn't know that the words to say, it's like, Hey, listen to this. I've been able to use your music. It's so funny. <laughs> I'm thinking about some of my friends uh, who were like who were super thugs and they found the Lord and, and you literally helped them, you know, they like, learn how to not be so thuggish you know what I mean? like you, you help them embrace peace you've helped them and so i'm talking about you've helped people overcome anger and fear and these are some real battles that a lot of times we're, you know when we're out here we're performing trying to make everyone think we're okay and we're on top of things your music has helped people deal with so many internal battles and man dude if like if you know when you get here, man, I'm gonna give you a big hug. Uh, well, mainly because I'm fat, not because I'm giving you a big hug. It's a big hug because I'm a big guy. <laughs> but but the point is, man, I want to give you a big hug and, and, Thank you. and just tell you, man, I, like I'm so proud of you. I'm proud of you for the the overcoming your own battles. I'm proud of you for being consistent. I'm proud of you for so many reasons because I know it's not easy uh, being criticized and you know and, uh for not doing this or doing this or doing this right yeah. doing that wrong you're in the public eye bro uh and so thank you so much for all of your sacrifices everything that you do and 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 being able to be such a great example of what it means to be a child of god uh right. and it, I, I really do appreciate uh i appreciate your service soldier <laughs> and, and hey really, thank you for lifting me up i really appreciate the encouragement it's great to talk to you today Keep up the great work, man, the way that you're encouraging people who are listening. And uh, we get to do this together. So thank yeah, you for man. sharing my music. And, uh, man, I hope to see you soon, all right? All right, man. Love you, brother. Be good, all God right? God bless you. Thank you so much.